Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey everybody, good to be back with you all. I hope you're enjoying the podcast series all this week, Refine and Renew. Today I am going to introduce you to one of my dear friends who I met in oof, right at the beginning of my coaching journey actually. Well, I think I'd only just qualified as a coach. I uh, finished my study and I went to a seminar in a three-day seminar in Sydney that uh, Elaine had helped to organize and um, and we hit it off and she was fabulous. She, Elaine lives in Arizona and um, and uh, subsequently to meeting each other in Sydney, I went to stay with her. Uh, she lives in Flagstaff. I went to stay with her because my teacher was teaching a workshop in Flagstaff and I happened to be in the States and I'd never, you know, who knew? Um, and Elaine said she'd put me up and we didn't really know each other very well. And uh, I got the days wrong and I turned up a day early and then uh, was just waiting at the train station. <laughs> And she didn't know to come and pick me up, but she was very generous and came pick me up a day early. <laughs> oh, the people that you meet in yoga, right? So we've been dear friends ever since, although we don't get to see each other as much as we'd like to because she lives in Flagstaff. Uh, nevertheless, uh, she's one of those people who uh, every time we do WhatsApp and reconnect, I leave those conversations feeling so lit up, so inspired, so ready to roll up my sleeves and find even more joy in life. She has an incredibly powerful way with words, this woman, and uh, her energy is just magnetic. So I think you're going to adore this interview. Uh, let me know. I want to do a shout out to Jody. Uh, who sent this message. Hey, Amy, just wanted to let you know that I loved the interview this morning. Uh, that was yesterday. Um, great. Thanks. Since COVID-19, trying to work out where to go next. Sure, not moving back to 11 classes a week. Today's interview was really interesting. Thanks again. You're welcome, Jody. Um, I'm loving this feedback, folks. Thank you so much for just checking in with me and uh, letting me know how you're finding all of the interviews. Um, uh, then there's this one. This is fun. Hi, Amy. How are you going? I just wanted to say, yeah, that interview with Crystal was really good. I think you wanted feedback. Here's my feedback. Yeah, she's great, full of energy. She reminds me of you, actually, in American version. Love that. And um, also wanted to ask you how that, um, how your selfie thing went. Like, did you get much out of it? Um, yeah, have a great day. Ciao. Love that. Thanks, Barbara. Uh, that was Barbara, your guinea threads. Um, and she's talking about, I did some training on uh, how to take good selfies. And if you've been looking at my Insta the past, well, definitely most of this month, uh, they've all been selfies. So I'm going to be teaching everybody who's doing social media confidence uh, this course coming up. I'm going to be teaching you everything that I learned uh, so that you can take your own selfies as well, because um, it's a skill that you need right now. Uh, your Insta gets to look great all the time. That's part of what makes Insta work. And so having great photos all the time is super important. And when you're at home by yourself 
or maybe you've exhausted the goodwill of your partner or your kids. <laughs> I know a lot of people have hired their husbands or their daughters or whatever to be their photographers. When that goodwill runs out, uh, you need to know how to rock a selfie. So uh, that's what Barbara's talking about. I'm going to be teaching her and a whole bunch of other people uh uh, a special additional bonus training that's happening next week. So if you are in social media confidence that starts on Tuesday, if you've already signed up, you'll get that information. Uh, it'll be going up in the members area today. And if you haven't signed up yet, you do have until Sunday night. That's the Australian Sunday night, uh, which might look like Saturday night for you. Uh, you have until Sunday night to get yourself registered amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social. One more announcement before I hand over to me and Elaine. Uh, I wanted to do a really big shout out to one of the women in my Keep Growing Mastermind group, Tracy Gray. Folks, go follow her on Instagram, Tracy Gray Yoga. Um, and uh I want to do a special shout out for Tracy. We were having our one-to-one session yesterday for the month and um, just reflecting on all that she's achieved. She was sharing with me that she presented to uh, a gathering, the um, national body of yoga therapists uh, on Friday, and uh, she did a presentation. Tracy's for the past four years, Tracy's a yoga therapist for the past four years. She's been supporting um, adult men, young adults, uh, who have autism with um, yoga therapy, one-on-one yoga therapy, and she's learned a lot over that time. And even just in our session, she was talking to me about her um, methodology that she's developed through practice, um, and it's really inspiring stuff. So she had the opportunity to present that to her, a group of her peers and some quite senior yoga therapists in Australia on Friday, and as I understand it, it was a resounding success. And not only that, uh, Tracy is also we're look, talking about um, lockdown and quarantine and what that means for classes. And she was sharing with me that in the transition, she missed two classes in total while she was transitioning to zoom. Her numbers are still great. And she said that she's actually totally maintained her income, um, over the period. She said, maybe she's down maybe a hundred dollars a week, but otherwise she is, uh, has maintained her income that whole time. And I think that is an incredible achievement. So I wanted to say a massive congratulations publicly to Tracy because I've, uh, you know, we've worked together for a little while now and I've just seen her grow in so many beautiful ways and hearing both of these pieces that she's stepping into her authority, uh, in, in her wisdom, in her skill set, and that she's also really a masterful businesswoman in maintaining income as a sole trader over a very difficult, arguably period, I just think both of these things are, are fantastic and worthy of celebration. So, folks, if you're a regular podcast listener, whether you know Tracy or not, uh, hit her up on Instagram, send her a note um, to say, well done. I love the way that this community supports each other. I think it's so inspiring the way that we seek to, um, you know, the, the confluence of efforts and it's never about comparison or competition. So send her a note on Insta, Tracy Gray Yoga. Her Instagram's gorgeous, by the way, so you might want to tell her about that as well. Uh, well done, Tracy. Uh, just now, message from Diane who says, I'm just listening to your latest video on communication. Well, I'm having a sliding doors moment, Diane, because I'm just doing the podcast on that thing. Wow. It's all an illusion. Maya. I'm having a Maya moment. Folks, have a great weekend. Enjoy this conversation with Elaine. Like it's, it's the basic communication stuff, but man, I mean, how many times have I used to be a corporate trainer? I've taught this stuff, but just 
this interview, I was like, yep, okay, I could do that better. Yes, mm -hmm, I could do that better. So this is going to be some powerful stuff, particularly if you're listening and one of the areas that you're working on is getting better at uh, live video. Can you stop licking your paws? You're right next to the microphone. Man, <laughs> you know, it's not like, it's not like, um, it's not, is anybody listening to the Louis Theroux new podcast where he's interviewing, what was the one that he interviewed Boy George and this most recent one and just all of the fuck ups that they have with the sound. It's just so real, which is fine if you're Louis Theroux and you, you normally go into the BBC to record your stuff. But I do, this is my studio all the time. You think we would sort out the fact that the dog can't chew his toenails next to the microphone when Amy's making a stop it podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's time for you to actually hear from a real professional folks. Meet Elaine Grace Copeland. Hi everybody. It's Amy McDonald here. Welcome to this very special series for the Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast and YouTube channel where we're talking all things refining and renewing in your yoga business. You know, it's a really special time to take a look at stuff that we might have been avoiding up until now because of the hurly-burly of just getting everything done. And if you do have a little bit more time these days, I'm interested in what contemplative practices can we do to support our businesses such that when we move back into revelation phase, the things that you might have been avoiding or the things that might have been hidden previously now can be brought out into the light, honed and used to your advantage. So today we're continuing the conversation with actually a beautiful friend of mine, uh, Elaine Grace Copeland is joining us today and we're going to have a conversation about communication. Welcome, lovely. Well, hello. It's so great to be here, Amy. How are you today? You know what? I'm great. I wish I was at your house and we were sipping tea, but this is going to have to do for right now. Um, I, I have the very good fortune of, of having you as a friend, but for people who don't know you yet, tell us a little about what it is that you do, uh, where, and where we can find you online. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, I have the pleasure of working in from Flagstaff, Arizona. It's a beautiful place. Amy has been here, quite gorgeous in the mountains. And I work with companies. I work with executive leadership, uh, men and women. And I also love working with folks who want to dive into their own personal performance, mm -hmm. want to work on their own life skills, their own lifestyle, relationships, mm -hmm. and care for themselves mm -hmm. on how they show up every day with themselves, with their family. I, you know, over 30 years of experience working with this idea of leadership and personal development. And I just love empowering people with an awareness and tools and care and self-love that can really shape their lives and their businesses to be the best they can, to feel good every day. Very simple. I love it. Uh, well, uh, very simple, but also um, a change that once made does change, it, like it literally redirects the course of your life. It, folks, Elaine and I met at a personal development seminar in Sydney uh, and have been friends, friends since then. And one of the things that I love about what you do is the, the way that you communicate, the way that you choose your words mindfully, the way that even the way that you write me emails and the way that it conveys your intention, a positive outcome. Um, I, I just, it's really, you know, watching you do that and experiencing what that's like has really refined how I communicate with people and, and as a consequence, how I show up in my life. So I think that, you know, this is, it sounds like uh, yawn communication, but we're actually talking about, um, 
you know, from a yoga perspective, there's a there's strong teachings in yoga that say you create the reality that you desire by the intentions and the thoughts and the words that you mm-hmm. use. And so this is not just, oh, whatever communication. This is really fundamental to having a life and business that you really truly desire for yourself mm-hmm. so if i said just before we get into the conversation i want you to go and follow elaine uh, on social media so if you're listening to this get your phone find her on instagram elaine grace copeland and follow her because the woman is a powerful agent for change and you won't want to miss out on anything what's your website elaine so that people can find you there as well www.elainegracecopeland.com you'll find me yes so i keep it Yes, yes. And, and I think that, you know, even um, no, no matter what situation we are in life, whether we're working in a studio, in a, our own business, corporate, whatever the um, role that you may find yourself in, whether folks feel that they're just getting their hair brushed and being with their kids for the day is an accomplishment or <laughs> the successes come in a boardroom or trying to decide what to, um, you know, make for dinner at night that all of us need leveraging and strength and tools and support at different times. And I think that's what is so wonderful about connecting and and discovering different people and different tools that are out there. So we have that support. Yeah, I agree completely. And, Mm -hmm. and also sort of celebrating each of those successes along the way, regardless of their perceived magnitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, I saw just recently, I saw just before a post um, from um, a, a yoga teacher that I really adore and the post was on Instagram and it said something about something about like diet insight. Um, your pants never get too, no, your pants don't get too tight if you don't wear pants. You know, sometimes it's just, it's the small things sometimes that you realise and go, oh, I got dressed today. I got out of my pyjamas. I, I got the kids off the screens this is a good day. I'm going to mm-hmm. celebrate my success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell us about, I know that you have a strong background in supporting high performers to communicate better. Um, and, and like you said, that high performance um, is transferable across vocations, across life stages. Completely. It's not just for CEOs or uh, corporate, you know, high flyers. What are nope. some of the things that you teach people in order to be more empowered in their communication? Tell us more. Well, you know, I, I mean, just with a basic that we're all doing, uh, I think on a daily basis is, is listening when someone's speaking and not writing the script of what we're going to say, but just pausing to listen. Is there anything greater than having someone give us the space to be heard and listen to us? Um, whether we're working with associates in a company, our children, our partner, someone, you know, a client. Mm -hmm. And I think that that with an open heart and a strong back and really being there to just receive what someone has to say so we can be heard is such a precious piece that we can give to everyone we're with. I thoroughly agree with you, but I I wonder if one of the misalignments for yoga teachers is, and maybe it comes from a codependency place, but there can sometimes be a desire to jump in and solve a problem or give a solution or um, uh, 
uh, identify with someone else's thing, like straight, without letting the space be there to fully hear somebody. They don't, mm-hmm. I want to help. I feel uncomfortable with your discomfort. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rush mm-hmm. in with a solution. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine you see that with the people you work with. What do we do? I think that? I think we're all susceptible to that. And and you know, one of my favorite um, clips is a, uh, it, it's really wonderful. It's a Brene Brown clip, and it's where she shows the differences between empathy versus sympathy or empathy where we can, you know, feel what someone else is experiencing. And I'm sorry, you're going through that, you know, as opposed to that situation where, you know, you, you, your friend or or you or me, you know, I have an illness or someone has breast cancer and they share that. And then someone wants to tell them about their brothers, sisters, nephews, nieces, best friends, daughter, and that's, I'm not interested in that. I just, you were asking me how I've been doing and I'm sharing something very private, but, but I mean, very intimate. Yeah. And you want to go and it's so uncomfortable for you that perhaps you just want to tell me somebody else's story. And that's, sometimes we just need the space to say, wow, that sounds really tough. I am yeah. sorry to hear you're yeah. going through such a tough time. Yeah. yeah. But it, I think that ties into that you know, sympathy is not what we want. We want to be heard and we want someone to just, I don't have to have the exact same experience as you to be able to empathize that you're experiencing discomfort, pain, or a challenging time. Yeah. Or in sharing, I think too, doesn't mean that you're necessarily looking to the other person to give you the solution. Like you yeah. just are looking for someone to hear you, not give you the yeah. oil or the pose or the breathing technique. Nope, I don't need a remedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need a remedy. I just want you to know this is what's going on. Yeah. Okay. So listening, real listening. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the other part is, was really a gift for me. So in um, another time in my life, I was working for a company and I began to do a lot of speaking for the organization, keynotes and presentations at many of their companies. I was a, a, a consultant for them and an account manager. And this was before we just had our cell phones and we would videotape. So they would video me uh, doing the presentations with a uh, coaching team that was coaching me on how to be better at what I was doing when I would go on stage or when I would present the information. And so they would videotape me and then basically they would um, critique it. That was, that's a very polite way to say what would happen after they ran the video after I beat the presentation, they would critique it. And <laughs> yeah. And what they taught me was invaluable. And that's really what I want to share today. Cause it yeah. was so cool for me to learn even though I would have, you know, a scripted presentation that I would memorize and then ad lib part of, you know, I mean, I would, I would share stories to it, but there was a plan. I didn't just go out and wing what I was about to say to a thousand people mm-hmm. or 500 people, you know, hi, I'm here. And what I realized is that the elements of communication that they taught me have carried through on all these years, because this was really 25 years ago, 30 years ago. And I want to share that because I think whether we are teaching in a class or having a conversation with a small group of people, um, but certainly when we're presenting, and I think every instructor is presenting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are, they're there with the 
opportunity to, to educate and share the gift that they have in their knowledge, but they are also presenting at yeah. every class. Right. I love it. Yeah. So there's three elements that we're going to talk about. We're going to okay. talk about vocal, we're going to talk about visual, and we're going to talk about verbal. Okay. So the first one we'll just jump into is vocal. So this is the voice of, of me speaking right now. This is the voice of you speaking, Amy. Yeah. And this includes our vocal variety, the quality, the rate, the volume, and even the vocalized pauses that we make as we're, as we're talking. And 38% of the information that is being presented by me, by you, comes from the vocal aspect of communication. Okay, so we'll dive more into that in just a minute. And then the other is visual, what we see. You know, I see you when you're speaking, you see me. And when we're just listening to an audio, we actually have a visual of that person. Yes. In some way, in some animated way. So, but when it is really visual, this includes our eye contact. This includes posture, even gestures I may be making with my hands or you and our facial expressions. Okay. And of, of all the information that's being presented, 55% of that information comes from the visual. Mm-hmm. And then the last is verbal. And this is, this includes the instructor's words, the speaker's words, the presenter's words, the, you know, YouTube person speaking. This is what the person's actually saying, mm-hmm. what they're actually teaching. Mm-hmm. And, and What the research shows is that only 7% of the information being presented is from the verbal aspect of communication. So we're going to dive into this. I think this is great stuff. And, folks, the thing that comes to mind in listening to Elaine share with us is this is incredibly potent for any of you who are feeling that you want to do more live video but are scared, scared about going live on video. Everything that Elaine is sharing is going to make your live video so much better. And I think, Elaine, what I see from people in my community is they get so uh, pent up about the content, i.e. the verbal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and which is, you've just said, is such a small part, but things mm-hmm. like how that like their body language and the delivery style is Connecting. So much yes, and yet mm-hmm. that's the bit that gets so often overlooked. Yep. So, so let's talk, you know, because we like to think that the words we speak have all the power mm-hmm. and, and words are powerful, mm-hmm. but and that's why we want to be particular. We want to be mindful of the words we choose, mm-hmm. but the real power in our communication is nonverbal when we have the opportunity to, to be visual. Mm-hmm. And these results really show us that 93% of the information that we get comes from the nonverbal. So I'm going to dive in with the vocal communication. Because remember, that was 38%. So we'll start with variety. And this is this idea that no one wants to hear me speak just in a monotone voice. It's really good to be here with you today, Amy. And I'm so glad that we could get together. This is the variety and the tone of my voice right now. Because my variety adds interest and it adds enthusiasm to the words I'm speaking. Yes. So I want some variety. We all know what it's like to listen to someone with uh, just a monotone voice. And then there's the quality of the voice. This is why we want to have water. We don't want to be nasally or kind of, you know, kind of breathy or, you know, because good quality shows, you know, it really does add a certain sense of confidence and maybe authority um, and believability to the words that Mm-hmm. someone's speaking. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the quality is important. That's why it's tough when we're 
getting over a cold or all congested, you know, we don't really want to go speak to a group, right? They don't sound very great. Well, the one that and, me is um, I was listening to a podcast of someone I really, really, really admire. I listen to nearly everything he puts out. And it was a luncheon. He was delivering a talk at a luncheon and he was eating his lunch. While yeah. And I, I just couldn't, I just can't listen no. to you chew. No. I, can't, I can't do no. it. We're not going to do that. Right? No. <laughs> no, no. Exactly. Um, another part of the vocal communication is rate. So this is, mm. you know, I'm so glad that you could have me on today because this is just such a great opportunity to be able to speak to your listeners and let them know a little bit. You know, so the rate, is going to allow me to, you know, that rate of speed to understand what you're saying. So you don't want to be so slow <laughs> that people are like, get on with it. But you also don't want to be so fast that they're like, what did they just say? Yeah. You know, you know how on Audible you can increase the <laughs> speed of a book, you know, but there comes a point that it's like, you have no idea, but I got through the book. You don't even know what the, they said. because It was too fast. Right. Yeah. Or or a podcast that I listen to, these the woman in Melbourne and she's so connected. Yeah. And in tune. And I just think, oh God, would you hurry up? <laughs> exactly. So we wanna, you know, and sometimes it is good to match the speed maybe of who you're speaking with if it's one-on-one, but you want to be mindful of that when you're speaking. Yes. yes. And then the volume. Obviously, you don't want me shouting, screaming at you, because you know, if I'm talking too loudly, that's gonna have a negative effect. But if I'm speaking so softly that you can't hear me, you know, so so it's about having a reasonable volume that that fits the situation. Mm-hmm. And the very last one in the vocal communication are the um, pauses that we put in. And one is if I'm saying, um, you know, well, or uh, so, um, you know, uh, it just, you know, you know, like that, like, you know, um, it just doesn't really makes me very, it sounds, I sound very unsure of myself, don't I? If I'm, you know, like, like, it's kind of like. Kind of, kind um, of, kind of. Yes, kind of. You know. So we want to be aware of those, um, the things that we sometimes put in our communication to give us a moment to pause, maybe just pause without saying something, Mm -hmm. um, because it interrupts our message Mm -hmm. and it doesn't communicate a sense of confidence in what we're saying. All righty. Shall we go on to visual communication? Yes, please. These are awesome. I hope everybody's taking notes. Yeah, they're super. They're super fun, and I'll and I'll have this for your listeners afterwards if anyone oh, wants yeah. to um, reach out. So, is the visual communication? And I said that was fifty five percent because, especially when we have you know right now whether it's Zoom or Google Google Chats or any virtual or remote room, we still have the opportunity for the visual communication yes. um, and eye contact. You know, looking at a person when we're talking to them not being distracted, looking elsewhere. It is perhaps the most powerful form of nonverbal communication. You, Amy, have traveled almost every continent, if not every continent. Is there anything more, uh, you know, that is communicated everywhere? Eye contact. Yeah. I mean, you can compliment another person with your eye contact. You can... Use on your eye contact says you're confident about yourself and you care about the person who you're speaking with or the people yes. who you're speaking with. Um, so very powerful. Yeah. 
Then we have our posture. It's just how we hold and carry ourselves. Um, our posture can send a message of ease and confidence. Um, you know, we want to stand upright if we're standing, if we're sitting, you know, you don't want me kind of slouched back here in my chair while I'm talking to you, you know, or yeah. Um, so we want to carry our body in a way that says, I feel good about myself. And, um, and, and then I'm other engaged people, too, isn't it? And I'm engaged like, with you. I'm not out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So our posture is a, is a part of our um, visual communication, and so are our gestures. So that can include hands or arms or shoulders and even your head as you speak. And so you, we want to use them to explain and support maybe what we're saying. Yet, and, and they also give a lot of information and variety. Okay. I mean, you know, if you watch a great comedian between their posture and all their gestures, they can communicate a lot. Yeah. Um, so gestures can be probably, I mean, we don't want them to be constant where, you know, folks can't even. That one. Yeah, or, or, or finger wagging, reprimand. <laughs> and then, of course, the last one are just our facial expressions. This yes. is who we are. This is how we show up. And it really reveals so much about our attitude because if our facial expression doesn't match our words that I'm speaking, um, we tend to believe the face, not the words. It's true. Okay, so if I say... Yeah, I hadn't thought about it, but you're absolutely right. You know, Amy, as I'm smiling, I'm saying something unkind or negative. You're, you know, there's just this... You're going to believe my face, but yet my words, you're, you're confused because you know that that's just incongruent. Yes. So, so we really want to look at those things. Do I use variety in my voice? You know, um, do I have a good voice quality? Do I use my hands? You know, am I talking really fast or slow? So... You know, going back through those, ask yourself how these apply, and and we'll jump into the verbal communication because the verbal is important, very important, and yet when people listen to us, the whole package, it's 7% of the communication. One is we want to keep it simple. If I want to talk about communication, you really don't want to hear everything I did for that company for 10 years before I ever got into this because the point is... I want your listeners to remember these <laughs> these key points, right? Yeah. And I want to be able to say it simply with just a few sentences and I want to, you know, overload with lots of information. Keep it simple. Yes. And the other is it's helpful to explain it with an example. Yep. So I've given examples right now while we've been live and then we continue and go on to the next. And I think it helps people uh, apply it to themselves and think, oh yeah, I've done that very same thing. Or I've heard people that have done that, which is why it's, it's helpful for me to use the examples while explaining this. Mm. And then to use just clear, direct words, you know, language that's easily understood. We don't want to talk over listeners' heads. It's wonderful if we all have a diverse and fantastic vocabulary, but maybe we want to make sure we are clear with the words we're choosing with the groups that we're, that we're speaking to. Yeah. And, and I think the last is just to respect our listeners always, keeping our listeners in mind that um, if I'm speaking with one person, use their name. Oh, if I'm speaking yeah. with a, a small group, can, may I, do I know everyone's name so yeah. I can include their names while I'm having the conversation? Yeah. Wrap up when you're speaking to people with your main idea so that it's going to be emphasized and listeners will remember it. And last but not least, did 
was I clear on what I just said, Amy, to clarify that people understood? Ask them. Yes, I like Ask them. them. Yeah. And I, so I wonder if people don't do that because they're so nervous and they think this might have gone, this might have been a shit show. I'm just going to back away. Rather, like they're so frightened of the feedback. So, which, but what you're saying is it's not feedback, it's seeking, it's giving people the opportunity to get more clarity if they need it. It's about in service yeah. to them, not about critiquing your own presentation. Mm-mm. Yeah. Because with that, I mean, you know, maybe we just spoke for 20 minutes, but I, I would hope that any listener would go, you know, the, the essence of that is vocal is 38% and verbal is really seven, but that visual is key. And so even the most novice of um, YouTubers or uh, Facebook Live, and I'm including myself in this as well, Instagram Live, if you remember, just be yourself. That's mm-hmm. who people want to connect with, mm-hmm. your authenticity, your groundedness, mm-hmm. what you have to say and who you are. But they want to see you. Mm-hmm. They want to hear, you know, they're okay. And, and we have, you know, we get to lean into our mistakes. If we just show up with who we are, that's yeah. what people want to see. You have given us so much information in such a short period of time. Um, I, I mean, for, I'm imagining for people who are either watching or listening to this right now, they're feeling inspired to um, be better at how they communicate. But I also suspect that, folks, it might be this is one of those ones that you go back to. Don't just feel lit up and inspired. Go back, re-listen, take notes because you've got actually very, very practical techniques and considerations so that you can, you don't need to, be what did you say like critiqued on videotape um you don't need simon cow situation you can actually do this rapidly for yourself and get better over time and it's funny you know elaine what i'm i've heard i didn't this is an unforeseen benefit with teachers that have started teaching online and they're recording their zoom classes and they're watching them Mm -hmm. and for a lot of people it's the first time that they've ever watched themselves teach and they're having these things of, oh, God, I hate the sound of my voice. I had no idea I said um so much and I didn't realise that I'm too quiet for the video. They're having all of these insights now because of this new modality. Mm-hmm. Everything that you just shared is going to help everybody who's teaching online and then back into you know, normal life be so much better. It's golden. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. And, you know, when I had my studio, that was, as I've told you, one of the things I love working with, um, I love reviewing, not critiquing, reviewing instructors' classes and giving feedback. It's something that I've done in my coaching as well, because it is a different perspective. I'm looking at it from a different vantage point. I'm looking at it from um, temperaments and what, you know, what your class participants want to hear, as well as sometimes we just don't see some of the small changes we can make for ourselves that can improve our presentation skills exponentially. And conversely, I think sometimes we can beat ourselves up unnecessarily over things no one else has noticed. Absolutely. Mm Yep. Completely. (laughs) Completely. Um, Remind us again where we can find out more from you. Oh, and then also I, I, seem to remember that you said there might be a 
a resource that we're all absolutely together. So absolutely, if people I've want put to together more- a communication um, resource for anyone who would like to receive it. Please uh, look at Amy's link in this yep. recording. Yep, and you, uh, I'm happy to send it your way. And folks, if you can't find it in the session notes or in the email that I've sent you, or if you can't find it. Just send Elaine a message on Instagram. Elaine Grace Copeland is her Insta handle and I'm pretty sure she would send you back a love note um, that's full of inspiration and positive energy, which is how she's always communicated with me. Thanks so much for being a guest. Everything that you've Such a pleasure. Amazing. Thanks, Amy. It was a pleasure. Till next time, take care. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at amyyogabizcoach. Take deep care.